Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Jeff Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back with another amazing episode. Very excited today because we are going to be talking with Brian Solis in just a few minutes. We're going to be talking about his new book. Uh, actually came out about a year ago, X, The Experience When Business Meets Design. He's a customer experience expert and it uh, made me think about, gosh, what can we do to set this up? I think that customer experience is the new marketing. Uh, anything tied to the total experience that a customer has. I used to be saying, and I still believe it strongly to be true, that customer service is the new marketing. But the total experience, which service is a huge part of, is what you should be focusing on. More and more today, as you read the stats and facts that are coming out, more and more companies are recognizing that within the next year to two years, if they're not competing on experience and service, they will not be able to compete on just price alone. But experience and service is where it's at. Companies are dumping millions, if not billions, of dollars into the experience. Apple has made its reputation on creating an amazing experience from the very beginning when you open up the box of an iPhone or your computer or an iPad. I mean, it's it's just, you go, wow. And I love it when I remember years and years ago, I made an investment. Uh, it was a risky investment for me, and it was a lot of money at the time. And it wasn't all that much money, but it, for me, it was a lot at the time. And I remember getting a response from the uh, I guess the the guy that put together the portfolio of re, re, uh, real estate investment. Again, I was a very small sliver of this huge, vast investment uh, portfolio this guy had. I was excited to be a part of this. And when I received uh, the letter from him welcoming me into his family and the description and the pictures of the properties that they were developing, I thought to myself, wow, I've made a great decision. You know, the thank you note and the introduction and the welcome might have been enough, but when they threw in the pictures and showed the progress and the process and, and what the guy was doing, and this was graphically illustrated in a, I would call it a brochure, if you will, but a report of some kind that really made me feel like, you know what, this gives me confidence. Now, uh, you know, that's a lot of sizzle, and yet if we buy a steak, we like the sizzle, but does it taste good? And are we going to have a good experience when it's finished? And the answer, by the way, to that investment was, yes, it was good. But sometimes we need to be thinking about it just isn't that we have a good product. It's not just that we have uh, a good service to go with it. It's, it's what does it look like? So I wrote an article not that long ago titled, Customer Experience is Your Best Marketing. And I actually looked up what... Uh, you know, different definitions of what marketing is. And believe it or not, got a great definition from the American Marketing Association. And by the way, if anybody should know what marketing is, it would be the AMA. So marketing is the activity, set of institutions, which I find that to be an interesting word, uh, and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, or anybody else that you do business with. Now, that's a great definition uh, by the AMA, but I believe marketing has changed. I've been talking about 
you know, this concept from uh, about packaging and design and what that customer experience looks like. Part of it is customer service. A lot of people still think that marketing is about lead generation and creating demand and building relationships. And and I like I like this word engagement because that's a lot of what marketing is as well. So marketing uh, appears to be, for the most part, putting something out there like an advertisement, an email campaign that hopefully brings in business. But engagement is about interacting, maybe making, uh, 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 creating attraction. And if you are looking at a box for your iPhone, if that is not engaging, now you open it up and now you're, you're not just pulling your phone out, you're actually interacting with the experience of the product. Anyway, um, I can go on and on about this, but let's talk uh, real quickly about websites because I think websites are a great marketing um, a concept, but at the same time you think, well, marketing, how does engagement and customer experience play into this? Well, I think websites may be the perfect example. When websites first came about, and I remember my first website probably was in the 1990s, early 90s, um, then I maybe mid-90s when I created my first website, and it was a static website, which is what most websites were. You logged into your internet connection, you typed in a URL, mine was hyken.com, still is, H-Y-K-E-N.com, and there was a pretty picture of me in front of an audience, um, describing on the side was print, you know, this is what I do in my customer service speeches, Uh, maybe there were a couple of different pages they can see my speaking titles, so from the sense of clicking on and opening another page, it was a little bit engaging, a very small uh, piece of what you would call interactive. But look at what websites are today. You go to a website, sometimes there's motion and there's video for you to look at that automatically comes up. Sometimes you have to push on it to get the video to go. On my website, you, there's a little box. You push on it. You, you see the video. Uh, you can go to uh, the right, and you'll see there's a, um, a feed of my recent blog post. So you click on it. Now you've got content, and I'm giving you all types of content. You can search in a search bar, and you can get different articles based on the topics. And by the way, the articles are all focused on what I'm known for, customer service and customer experience. But the point is it's no longer a static site. It's a site that might have motion with video. It might have interactivity with you going out and, and looking. It's, it's got content that you can move from you know one page to the next. You can search it. You can get what you want out of this. It's no longer just a blatant promotional site. It's a useful site that customers want to engage with. Now, I'm using my site as an example, but I mean, think about all the websites that are out there where you can, uh, if you're going on eBay, if you're going on Amazon, if you're going Best Buy, Walmart site, Target site, all of these sites, you look at product, you click on the product, it opens up, you can look at it from different angles, you can look at different reviews that customers interacting with your website are leaving for other customers to see. This is what marketing is. It's no longer just putting something out there and hoping that somebody comes back. It is putting something out there and engaging with the customer and creating an experience around what it is that you want to communicate. So with that in mind, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, to a genius about customer experience. His name's Brian Solis. If you don't know who he is, you're going to find out who he is in just a moment. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information 
All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form. And each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you an amazing interview with Brian Solis, who I've been talking about uh, in our first segment. He is a principal analyst at Altimeter, and that's part of the Profit Company Group, and he is the author of an amazing book, X, The Experience When Business Meets Design. Brian is a customer experience expert, and just holding this book in your hand is an experience. It is an absolutely gorgeous book, and uh, it, it is truly an experience. It, it, it looks like a book. It's priced like a book, but when you hold it up and you look through it, I mean, it's got uh, all these beautiful pages and colors, and, and uh, but you know what? Looks aren't everything. Inside this book is meat, filled with content on the customer experience. Brian is recognized as one of the most prominent thought leaders, keynote speakers, and best-selling authors in innovation and digital transformation. His focus on customer experience is what we're going to talk about today. And everybody knows that customer experience and customer service are cornerstones to your competitive strategy in business. If you want to be competitive, you need to be focusing not just on quality product, not even on price, but on creating the experience that makes customers want to come back again and again. Brian, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Chef, thank you. And that, what an introduction. I am, I'm feeling, uh, I just thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, well, my pleasure. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, why is customer service such a big deal these days? Well, I think customer service is... I'm sorry, not those... customer service. Let's focus on customer experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm all about service experience. I don't, don't want to confuse you. Customer experience. Oh, After all, the book great. is called X for the experience. Absolutely. Well, I, that's what I was going to start with is just basically saying, you know, customer service is just part of this experience that I think we need to focus on more more emphatically in 2017 and beyond. And, and it's one of those terms, uh, if you don't mind me taking a step back, is that when I was writing a book about experiences, uh, I had to really try to find some good definitions that I felt were going to really get to the heart of what an experience is. So we use terms like customer experience and you have efforts within organizations around customer experience. And if you talk to them like, hey, well, how would you define customer experience? And you get all, depending on who you ask, you get these different answers. A lot of it... <clears throat> comes down to sort of things like, you know, making investments in technologies that, you know, unify the, the customer journey or uh, going through the customer journey and mapping through the process so that you can improve the, the journey overall. Which, all of these things aren't wrong, but really at the heart of the matter, which is what I wanted to get to, was customer experience is the sum of all engagements a customer has with your company throughout their life cycle. And why that's important is because it's forcefully taking a customer-centric perspective of the definition of customer experience. And so if you have what you think is a great brand and great creative and, and you know, optimized customer service areas, if any one part of the journey fails, you can never have a 100% great experience, right? So if you have a great marketing experience, you start, you know, you start at 100%, but if you have a, 
representative who is not necessarily the most engaging or, or helpful, if you have a website that's just difficult to navigate, if you have an e-commerce system that feels clunky, if you have to go through a call center and you, you're on hold for 20 minutes and you transfer and you get your call dropped, all those things start to take away from you know a perfect score. So you can never be 100% if you're actually not focused on that sum of engagements and then the parts of the engagement that equal the sum. This is important because we're moving into what Joe Pine and, and Gilmore called is an experience economy. My favorite book of all time, by the way. Next, oh, uh, actually, maybe yours becomes my favorite book. Whoa! All right, <laughs> virtual virtual fist bumps. Uh, but these guys these guys talked about how you've got to think beyond products and services, and you have to think about experiences. This this is playing out in huge ways in music, uh, in the travel industry right now, in the automotive industry, uh, and it's going to keep going until it 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 really changes the future of all business. But what that means is uh, that was another word that I figured I needed to look up. Like, what does experience even mean? And I couldn't find a good definition of it. I think so, you've given us probably one of the most powerful definitions. I mean, uh, and say it again. It's the sum of all engagements. I think that's where it starts. Yeah, sum of all engagements a customer has with your company throughout the life cycle. Uh, and when you take the word customer out of customer experience, you, now you get to the core of where I think the future of all business can start. And that is an experience is simply an emotional reaction in any given moment. So that emotional reaction is formed and becomes powerful in the sense that today companies don't design for that emotion, but they have them. People have them. And you can measure that experience based on what happens next. And so I believe that the future of brand, the future of customer experience, the future of business starts with experience design, designing what someone is supposed to feel rather than just giving them a brand style guide that you have or this customer excellence guidelines, you have an experience architecture of which then going back to the definition of customer experience, that experience can come to life in each one of those moments to create a greater sum of this experience that people should have. Right. So this is where it, it gets really important for me to make sure this our audience gets this. So uh, I'm asked all the time, what's the difference between customer service and customer experience? And I think you've hit it on the head. I mean, service is what happens when you have engagement between the company and the customer. Typically, it's engagement people to people. It's the follow-up. And by the way, it could be digital experience, too. It could be you know, a follow-up email that's automated, one that's automated to let a, a customer know their product is shipped, one that's automated to make sure, hey, th- and, and I loved it. I, I think it was CD Baby. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe, and I could be wrong, but maybe you can confirm this. They sent me uh, an automated email, and they said, this is so-and-so, the robot at CD Baby, and I'm just making sure that you received your CD. You should have received it by now, or your order. And if not, please let us know right away. You know, and it was kind of, like, funny, humorous, uh, you know, admitting to me, this is a robot. This is a machine, automated, generated, uh, but it, it's part of the experience, and I smiled when I got it, and that's one of the reasons I enjoy doing business with them. <laughs> well, that's, I think those are, those are moments of which take design, right? And so that someone intentionally designed that for this particular moment, and I think that where this becomes really important is how 
how do you design that for every part of the CD Baby customer experience? Uh, and so to your original question, what what's the difference between service and experience? So service is just one part of it, right? Right. Uh, and and it, it's an important part. And it's one, I think, that many businesses take for granted in that they look at customer service as a cost center rather than an investment. So they'll do things like offshoring, you know, call center, they're looking at automated uh, systems right the, and like automated is not a, uh, I mean it, it and actually I shouldn't say it's a big mistake offshoring is appropriate for the right businesses if it's done well uh, I work with a couple of different clients that have off uh, they are actually the offshore customer service call centers and support centers for all over the world but when you call them you don't know you're talking to somebody in another country their accents are great. You can understand them perfectly. And I think the frustration that people have is when they call and, you know, they get somebody they just can't understand. But you're right. Uh, making a mistake like that. Uh, but continue on. I didn't mean to interrupt. You were on a flow. But I did interrupt. No, that's, so. exa- that's exactly right. And, and by, you know, this is a conversation anyway. So you're, you're, exactly, you're exactly right. And I think what, what happens, though, is that when we look at things as a cost center, we then – look at eliminating costs and customer service for some reason is that is is, is that critical test of which a, a customer either love uh you, you know you maybe get some some instances of indifference but it's such an important part of the customer experience score yet we undermine ourselves by making it the worst possible part of the entire customer journey. Uh, And I'll give you an example. When you call your cable company or your telephone provider or your, 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 your mobile provider, you actually get anxiety before you pick up that phone. uh, Because you know, reputation. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're, you, you know, you have to emotionally dig in to get the outcome you need. Uh, And that, creates a reluctant relationship between customers and brands and that's unacceptable and what's happening today is that startups apps services all of these new technologies are teaching people that they could have whatever they want when they want so why would this system be okay for them and what the real answer is is that it's not it's it's we are at the beginning of the end of that type of customer service if you're a company that's going to compete at the level of customer experience yeah I mean, you, you, you say it elo- eloquently and succinctly, and it's perfect. And I hope that everybody is picking up on what we're talking about. Um, I know just a moment ago we were talking about what happens. You, you, you cut costs by moving things offshore. If, if you're going to cut costs, you have to take the customer experience and say, does it affect that? Does it impact that? Or, you know, I call it a, cup, a customer-focused company is everything you do how does it impact the customer if it impacts the customer at all? So every decision that's made, is the customer going to feel no experience, anything different? Nope, it's totally internal. Great. Hey, we're going to raise our prices. How's the customer going to feel about that? Well, they're not going to be happy. But what if we don't? Well, then we might not be able to offer the services. You know, So you're making choices. Not all of them are going to make the customer completely happy, but the choices that you make keep the customer in mind. The best companies, and I'd like, before we take a quick break, I'd like uh, if you got an idea of what, who the best companies are in this space of customer experience, who delivers the best overall, some of all engagement, you know, uh, that the customer has, who would those companies be? Uh, that's, that's a hard question to answer. You know, when I was going through 
this book, I couldn't look at really few companies that I could look at from beginning to end that understand every element of experience design to work this, the parts towards this, this desired sum. Uh, I, I think I don't know what chapter it is in the book, but I, I did study for a couple of years getting inside to companies like Apple. Right. Uh, I'm, where... I'm looking at the picture of Steve Jobs uh, right in the middle of your book on page 110. And I was going to say, he, you know, he, that's probably the number one company that in my mind, that's the first one that comes to mind. Well, they they uh, what I set out to do, I dedicated an entire chapter to this. They set out to actually design an experience. It, well, to them, it was a universe. Uh, but every aspect of that universe was methodically thought through each touch point. I mean, even like they have a story arc uh, and it even goes uh, it aligns with things like the box. So not just the website or the the, 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 the innovation and the retail experience that they design or the, the every every aspect. It even comes down to the box. The box is part of that story arc. And they were very, very intentional about the experiences that they want people to have from beginning to end and how those experiences sort of come into this greater story arc of the Apple universe. So the iPad story versus the MacBook story versus the Apple Watch story. Uh, And they, when you get inside of the organization, you can see that every bit aligns around that narrative. It's, 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 uh, This is why very few companies are competing at this level because it is the culture, it's the lifeblood, it's the DNA of Apple and how it operates. And you have other companies, though, that are thinking this way, like Tesla. They think about the experience from beginning to end. Uh, They're very thoughtful. They're very Apple-like. They they even looked at Apple in many cases when they were building their model. Uh, You have other companies like that are not even new but that – are also in the experience design business, and they think about every element of it is Disney Parks, for example. Uh, I won't say all of Disney, but Disney Parks specifically start with every aspect of that visitor's experience, and they design it from beginning to end, and then they're also working on before and after you come to the park. So these are examples of holistic customer experience design that break the shackles of silos that break through the walls of disparate business units within the organization and get them working against this bigger vision, this bigger narrative. Love it. Holistic customer experience design. And I am sure that as you were designing this book, and by the way, you didn't just write it, it was designed. Uh, it is beautiful. It is a coffee table book. It's not just a book. To, it really, uh, it's a little oddly shaped compared to other books. It's, you know, as I mentioned earlier, beautiful, full color, but more importantly, you have content in here. The book is called X, The Experience When Business Meets Design, available just about everywhere, but definitely at Amazon.com. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'd like to talk more about what's in that book and some lessons we can learn from it. We've been talking with Brian Sullis, who is the author of this amazing book. My name's Shep Hyken. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value 
to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Brian Solis, the author of The Experience When Business Meets Design, available at Amazon.com and maybe a bookstore near you. Great book. We're, uh, you know, let's go into the book. Let's dive into the book. There's uh, so much in the book content-wise. You've already hinted that you have a chapter in there about Apple, and I love the term you used, holistic customer experience design, starting from uh, just the box. And by the way, you would think that the typical you know, like everybody's buying uh, uh, the iPhone or a computer, and it's really beautifully done. You open it, it's like, wow, this is cool. Just the experience of opening the box. I just bought a router, a Mac router, okay, from Apple. And I, the the packaging on a router, I mean, come on. It's just a router. <laughs> so if anybody, some people are going, what's a router? Okay, don't worry about it. It's not something you would buy if you don't know what it is. But it's a piece of technical equipment that allows you to, you know, basically take your internet signal and boost it and send it around to other uh, devices, multiple computers, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But even just the router, they created a great experience. What are some of your favorite tips and chapters and stories in the book? Well, if if before we even get there, if you, if you don't mind, I, I'd love to tell you a quick story about how how the book came to be because it was, it is part of the the, the experience of the book. It's intentional. It's and, and it's and it's more than just design. It's it's um, it's it's an exact. It's a perfect example of what the book asks you to do, and that is, it was incredibly ironic that I was going to write a book about designing experiences in a digital economy in a book. And if I wasn't willing to challenge con- the convention of what a book should be, then I would defeat the purpose of the book. And I literally restarted. I, I threw away the first manuscript because it was just a book. And I was doing a disservice to anybody reading this because I wasn't giving them the experience of understanding how the how a consumer would love a book experience today and make it bigger than just a book make it something like someone was very intentional and thoughtful much in the same way that a apple router box was you know also designed but it's also part of its its apple universe narrative and so i wanted to create that narrative what i did was i studied how do our brains process long-form content today you know we live in a world where you know we, we talk in ephemeral messages on snapchat or, or short tweets you know on twitter and we we have apps of which they're breaking down decision making to swipe right or swipe left. Right. Uh, and how I don't I know about to... those apps yet. <laughs> hope I never do. No, I do know about them. I just hope I never have to use them. <laughs> and you know, wanted to reverse engineer all of that. How how does that take away from your attention span? How does that how does that create sort of unsaid expectations of what you have for great content or great content experiences and I, things like. A table of contents. It turns out that you know, are actually difficult for a, a brain to process because it's very linear, um, and most of us actually aren't linear as much as we used to be. And so I wasn't saying that these are all bad things. I was just saying that I was coming up with a lot. After all of this research, I was coming up with a lot of very interesting insights that could lead to a different type of book experience. And then when you have those insights, you can then think about, all right, well, what's 
the experience I want someone to have. Uh, so that's what led to a, a, a new type of table of content system. Uh, I, I wrote for uh, shorter attention span bursts. I visualized paragraphs rather than writing you know, five, six sentences in a row. Uh, all of these things to bring to life this experience. And so with that said, you know, going back, going back to your question, I think some of my favorite elements of the book are just the, the actual construction of it in that you don't actually have to read it from left to right. Uh, it's packaged in these little bursts of right. which you can just get whatever theme you need. I mean, they do flow well if you read it left to right, but every bit was designed to, to make you want to turn the page. I don't know if you've ever, you know, we've all had to read books that we really enjoy, but we, you know, it's, 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 natural for us to say well how many pages are left in this chapter how many pages are left for the rest of the book you know i wanted people to feel like they were having a great not just a great experience but there was joy pleasure that they, it's the book is pretty deep at some points pretty dense in some points where i didn't i wanted to ease that amount of learning so to me it was if you could get through the book that was my favorite part <laughs> Well, I, I love it, and and you keep talking about the table of contents being different. Let me describe what this looks like. Uh, basically, there are it's there's twenty five chapters, if you will call them that. Um, you've got everything from one point oh, one point one, one point two, and it goes all the way up to um, nine point oh, two hundred and forty two pages. It is uh, five across and five deep pictures. Imagine a uh, just a group of 25 pictures, five across, five deep, and, you know, it's like, wow, you've graphically illustrated what each chapter is about in a very, you know, it's not linear. Well, it is in a sense it's linear because it's balanced, uh, which takes care of my little OCD, always wanting things to be perfectly square. But it's not going, you know, from the top to the bottom. You're reading from the, the right uh, from the left to the right and then back. I mean, it's just an amazing, just a table of contents. And you're right, a little dense at times. I wouldn't call it dense. That's a negative word, I think. It's it's rich with content. Um, and then you've got other pages that are light with graphic illustrations, uh, images. You've got stats. You've got facts. All right, so I'm bragging about your book, but let's go ahead. Give us some of the nuggets beyond just the experience, which I think we've made real clear. This is a book that you have to not just read, but experience. Yeah, well, thank you for that. And, and uh, yeah, and that so it, it's the little things like that of which, you know, I even tell the story of how Airbnb went through this process for their renaissance. Right? We're talking about an eight-year-old startup that at four years old had to go through this massive sort of rebranding um, effort because they realized that who Airbnb was to the market and who they were trying to be based on the vision of the founders were not on the same path. And they hired uh, a Pixar storyboard artist uh, to come in and help them go through the Snow White process that Walt Disney went through when they were when they were coming up with the movie, when they were developing the movie back in the 30s, because it was a very human way of identifying who are the customers, who are the hosts, what are their real real world experiences beyond and including what we control and uh, really just humanized data and all kinds of insights that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I hired the same storyboarder to help me put together the narrative for the book. And it was just it's just eye opening. Right. You could see exactly where Apple. I'm, I'm sure they had a storyboard artist as well. You just 
you just get this sense of where businesses are going wrong, that they're just creating products, trying to design nice boxes or trying to come up with create creative marketing messages or viral videos. And you have these sort of semblances of, of good stuff, but they're not adding up to the sum that we talked about for customer experience. And I think that's where the story begins is what is the experience you want someone to have? And then how do you operate your business? Every touch point, every opportunity to bring that experience to life. All right. So I think there's a really big message here that we need to storyboard out the complete and total experience from beginning to end. And there may be more than one story based on the type of company you have. You may have a story for maybe the first interaction or or first time a customer does business with you may be different than the third time. It's going to definitely have a different story when they have an issue and they have to call your support department. Uh, Maybe there's follow-up. I don't know, but there's probably multiple stories that you're going to create. But at the end of the day, it is the sum of all engagement that a customer has with your company throughout the life cycle. That's your your great definition of what customer experience is all about. We have time for one more nugget. If there's one thing that you would like to share with this audience about uh, anything related to the book or the most important concept that you want to get across to them, now's the time to do it. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> I think if it's one, on the spot. One- one thing if I could share that that was very inspiring to me is that, you know, naturally what we do when we when we read blog posts, we read books, we go to conferences to see what other companies are doing. You know, I, I tend to, to, to look away from case studies and best practices. I look at other industries that are really going after uh, our the type of customer you want to reach. What are the other products that they love in their world? What are the other services they love and why? And what insights can you take that from that to bring into the experience you want to design? Because it gives you fresh perspective. It gives you something that breaks you away from what you see every single day. Uh, because whether we know it or not, you know, we get caught up with validation and cognitive bias because it's sort of, it's just, it's encouraged whether we know it or not in our work. We need to see things differently. I looked at it to apps and technology to redesign the book rather than other books. I think that what we need now to be successful in designing new experiences is fresh perspective. Wow. I think that's great. And you know what? We're, we're hearing this from who I would consider a genius in this space. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking at the book. I'm listening to Brian talk to me. And, and I've, I, every year I come up with my favorite books that I've read throughout the year. Last year, my top 10 list included your book. And you've inspired me because I told you my number one favorite book of all time was The Experience Economy by Joe Pine and Jim Gilmore. Uh, but I think you've inspired me to create a, a list of my top all-time ten, best 10 books I've ever read, business books. And you know what? I'm putting your book in there. And I'm not just saying that because we're on the show today. This book is truly filled. It's content-rich. If you want to call it, uh, what was the word you used? Uh, dense. But <laughs> it's content-rich. It's interesting to read. It's fun to read. It's engaging to read. It makes you want to read it. And it's, it's truly an experience. It's not just a book that you would put in your shelf. It's almost a book that you want to put on your coffee table. It's, I, I, I'm, I mean, it's amazing. And again, uh, I'm not just hyping this book because you asked me to hype the book and you're on the show. I'm telling everybody listening to this show, this is a book you need to get. X, the experience when business meets design. So, Brian, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to share your wisdom with us. Uh, So thank you. And this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because you're amazing. 
Well, man, I don't even know what to say. That. Thank you. You're amazing. It was great to be on here, and I hope I hope that your 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 community benefits from it. Oh, I know they will. Thank you again, Brian, and thanks everybody for listening. This is Chef Hiken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.